guys, I'm going to talk about um, gamification today of my life because of this new app oh, wow. that I got. It okay. tracks my mood. So like right now I'm looking at it and I've got like 100% mood because I'm like happy. I'm uh, I'm, I'm creative. I feel productive. Mm. I feel strong cause I worked out. So I've got like this really cool metric uh-huh. of my, of, you don't sound, you, you don't sound impressed. You sound, you sound kind of bummed out by it. No. Um, you know what I was going to say? I, if, what? if I, if I was tracking my sort of yeah. day, I'd be a hundred percent fucking sick as hell tight. <laughs> That's what mine would probably say. What? Kind of an assessment of Matt as a person. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, cool I, I think mine. You know, we're we're recording, and I haven't had lunch yet, so I think mine would say ninety uh, percent hangry. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I just my metrics are dropping in real time. <laughs> I I'm at eighty percent. I was at a hundred percent when I sat down at the, and I'm at eighty uh-huh. percent. It can tell from my blood pressure and my and my heartbeat. Like this is yeah. a real metric. Can I ask you like a, a like yeah. this actual like a real question about it? Of course. Does it say is there like a metric for what percent angel and what percent devil you are? <laughs> what? Uh, I I mean I can be I can be your angel or your devil <laughs> depending on what you need. I'm in the red. <laughs> it it works on like a green yellow. Re- I'm in the red. I'm downloading the app and I what? can check Nick's uh I can check Nick's metric on mine. Oh wow. Yeah. Wild. And it says a hundred percent. Hmm. I didn't even have a good I didn't have a good one. You interrupted me <laughs> to set yourself up for a joke that you didn't even know what you were gonna say. Well, because on my metric, it's always Is that says what's happening all the time on this show. No, because on mine it says a hundred percent ready to always have a joke. So like, so I'm yeah. actually also thrown by what's happened. Right. I'm I'm getting an alert that says take a moment to breathe. <laughs> we talk about games and tackle our backlog on this week's episode of How Did This Get Played. Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and, whoa, Matt's a full host now. Congrats, dude. Video games of all time. (laughs) That third W, and I'd say a W for the podcast, was by local man. Submit yours at GetPlayedPod, hashtag WWW. I'm a fifth W, Nick Weiger, (laughs) along with Heather Ann Campbell. (laughs) Heather Ann Campbell, along with our third host, Matt (laughs) Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket Edge. Can I can I insert yes. a six W real quick? Yes, please. Yeah. Strategery. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
mission accomplished, Matt. Yeah, I was doing George W. Bush. Oh my God. <laughs> Heather's already out. This is less than a minute in, and Heather's yeah. checked out. This is Fucking a shit. <laughs> I, new, I had this new thought. World. I had this thought, speaking of Matt being a host, that I wish we'd done, which is that I wish we had announced it as uh, Nick and I going, what? And then you hear the boom, 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 boom. boom, boom, boom. Matt is evolving. And (laughs) then we made him into a host. And then I have to be like a grown up, like, hello, everyone. <laughs> what would your evolution be like, like Matt Apodaca and a Matt like Warpadaka? What yeah, would it that's be? good. Well, Metapodaca. Hmm, that's a good. It's a good question. And you know what? I uh, I'll, I'll leave it to the listeners. I think Heather was going to throw to the listeners for a second. If you got one, if you want to animate me into evolving, please do it. Two. Hey, what's my form? You get to pick. Wow. That gives a lot of power to people who are chaotic neutral at best. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I've been given, I've been given a, the opportunity to have a little, a, a little power, a little say. And you know what? I bequeath some unto you, listener. Go off. Very noble of you. Very unw of you. Uh, oh, you know what? Thank you for saying that. I'm finally, yeah. someone's holding his. Feet to the flames. Is this Ellen DeGeneres, you are not or... welcome on the podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> First and off, peanuts, you're canceled is, for not finishing is, the job. That is bullshit. If Ellen called you guys, you would immediately email, holy shit, Ellen DeGeneres wants to be on the show. You know and what? That's, what? She would probably have us review Heads Up. Or one of her little app party games. Right. And you know what? That doesn't align with the show's ethics. No, thank you. We won't do it. You want to come on and talk about your game? We're going to talk all the shit we want. (laughs) (sighs) Hey, so the Triforce of Friendship, the three of us, is once again assembled. And this week, we're just talking games. We're just shooting the shit about all things VG, video gaming. Let's start off with what we're playing. Heather... You've dug in on Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Yes. So I was telling you guys on our little text thread, <laughs> which is like, it's a way that friends talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, <laughs> I don't know if you guys. Are you explaining this to yourself? <laughs> you have an active an active thread of people with a common interest and you talk mm-hmm. about your your common interest. Unfortunately, I don't, those for me only extend to coworkers. Uh, <laughs> but the <laughs> So I was telling you guys that Nick uh Nick astutely said that I would find Ghost of Tsushima's combat a little bit easy. So yes. I started my playthrough on hard mode. Uh, there is a mode above where I am, which is one sword hit kills, but I didn't know how any of it worked. And so I, I didn't set it to one sword hit kills. A week into the game, I'm going to bump it up to one sword hit kills. <laughs> wow. Because so I I think that parry systems in games, unless it's something where like both parties can parry, like they ruin the game. All I have to do is stand in a place until a dude moves his sword and then I parry it and stab him. Mm-hmm. Like there's no if 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 there's a robust parry and dodge system, combat becomes 
extremely easy. So I've just been rolling, like the only places I can't go, even though I'm in the beginning of the game and I've, I, I, I like liberated villages without the ability to shoot a bow and arrow or assassinate anybody. Cause I was just like, this is great. And like the building would be red and it would be like, you're not ready for this. I'm like, come on, let's mm-hmm. go, let's go. Um, the only places I can't go are the ones that the game just has me locked outside of where it's like infinite arrows fire into your body. And I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like if I can scale this wall or figure out a way into this fort, I should be able to kill everybody inside, which is something that Assassin's Creed does in Valhalla. Like if you go to a place that you shouldn't be and clear it out, then later when you come back, it's got corpses everywhere. And that's great. Um, I'm that's all. So what? every time huh? I hear a detail about Valhalla specifically, I'm just always so impressed at what they are able to achieve with that game and that mm-hmm. franchise in general. They're able to anticipate what a player might do and then account for it in the game. That's incredible. Like I in one of the earliest fortresses in Valhalla, which is like a wall of um of Fen- unclimbable fences, right? Mm-hmm. Or what, I, like, towers. Uh, I f- discovered that you could sort of, like, cheese your way down a cliff in order to get into the fortress, and then I killed everybody in the fortress, and it and didn't have any of, like, the special abilities you're supposed to have, and it allowed, like, it allowed me to sequence break and then return there in the story. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... And, ha- and as a result, like, very few people were there to fight us when we returned as part of the, like, brigade. Yeah, wow. I I love a good fight. Mm-hmm. That's not a surprise. Uh, well, <laughs> anyone who's listening to this podcast knows that. Uh, the, I will say that the, uh, okay, I, I, I understand your point about, yes, if you've got a dodge and parry system, um, you know, and blocking, then, you know, the, the, if you want to distinguish that from parrying, which I think it's its own thing, then, then yes, combat can become, depending on how, on like the, the timing windows for those things, combat can become a little bit easy. I do think it's probably a little too easy in Ghost of Tsushima at the normal difficulty level, but it's also like a, you know, mass market AAA game where they're trying to get a lot of audience of people, get a lot of people who maybe aren't as adept at gaming as, as you are, Heather, my question is like, what? So do you not want those systems or do you just want like like because you like you want some way to, to actively defend yourself in combat, right? Yeah. Yes. But. I think. Oh, what was the name of that fucking game? That impossible samurai game from from software. Sekiro. Oh, I, Sekiro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sekiro. Um, that game had a really like that was combat where i was like okay every fucking fight is a nightmare what uh what a what a i still subscribe to the subreddit on that game just to watch other people playing that game right so here's what i want i want the so in in valhalla there are optional mini bosses that you can Uh attack on the road who have a wildly overpowered skill set. Like they can like throw infinite javelins at you or whatever. And it really, if you have the ability to roll and dodge, it maxes out. Like you have to roll constantly. And I don't know why 
why why not just have that for everybody? Mm. I, I I mean I I kind of believe that most of the people who are invading an island would be stronger than me, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'm saying here. It's I I'm not a video game developer. Why'd you ask me this fucking question? <laughs> I don't I don't know because you seem to be you seem to have some strong takes on you're it. The, you're the developer. You figure it out. <laughs> combat is tough. Combat is there. You know there are people who they're designers who specifically focus on combat, and that's all they do is they they implement it and. Um, and, and make sure it's finely tuned. I mean, that's like, that's like one of the toughest things to make. Cause it's so much of it is based off of feel. So much of it is like, does this feel good? Does this feel, does this thing that, and does the animation, uh, and, and, and the effects that are happening, uh, match the power level of what the move does, you know, like, 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 does this, does this look like it's as, uh, like, it's the correct amount of. Like it's doing the correct amount of damage. Like, you know, like it's like so much of the stuff is just feel. It's so it's just so subjective. Maybe I, I, I just. Yeah, I, I think here's I think the problem is healing, not parrying. I think okay. that Dark Souls has parry, but you have a limited number of times over the course of your entire existence before you reset all of the like enemies. Like you have a limited number of times you can heal and worst case scenario, if I go into a village and I'm like fucking parrying everybody and somebody gets a good hit on me, I can run out of the village, heal, come back in and I've lost nothing. Uh Maybe the solution is that like grounded mode in The Last of Us, your ability to heal should be handicapped. But is that the case on on the higher difficulty levels of ghost of tsushima or is that like also it, you still think it suffers from the same problem well on on the hard mode that i am on now it's uh-huh. like two hits to kill me right okay so yeah I, I take one hit i roll out of the fucking way heal go after the guy again and then once i've finished the encounter you automatically heal like halfway and it's, you're secure in your abilities as a gamer that you're not going to take more than two hits before you can heal Sometimes I do. I mean, mm-hmm. when I'm when I surround myself with dudes and I can't tell what any of their animation is doing, it just look like visual gibberish. Then I don't I don't know what I'm doing. But like, it, it's not yeah. often enough that that happens that it prevents me from. Pl- I just sound like I'm fucking bragging. I hate this sec. What is this segment? You want to talk ju- about I'm it? A jerk. You want to talk about it? You said this is a thing I definitely want to talk about. What a jerk <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> It, it's I, I think I think what's going on here is that because I, I love Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't played Valhalla, but I think if I could psychoanalyze what's going on with you, it's like and you're equipped on, to do this. And I'm very equipped to do that. <laughs> okay. And this is this is ethical is an ethical thing okay. to do in yeah. public. Yeah. Um, the uh, it's like on My Friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on Friends when Ross is making that list of like comparing Rachel to Julie and he's listing everything that he likes about Julie. (laughs) And then he gets to the end and he's like, what? But he's got, but he's got the con and the con (laughs) is she's not Valhalla. (laughs) I have seen two episodes of friends in my life. Uh Uh-huh. Ross is a character. (laughs) That's right. Great head of hair. That's all I've got. Everyone loved him. Uh, oh, and one of the great comedic again. actors of our times. Yeah. We were on a break. 
literally <laughs> don't know what that. you guys are fucking talking about at all. None. Should have saved that for when we throw to a break. Hey, so uh, I, <laughs> that's true. So you're still in the first area because there's there's kind of three main areas on this island, uh, and they're gated va- based on like story progression. You're still in the first area. Yes. Got it. And, and I, you long I, I, to be able to get to the rest of, to explore the entire island before you've hit those story beats. I just want to combat. I just want I, like I'm just riding to what looks like a fortress anywhere on the map. And then I go in there and I combat. That's all I want. I don't care about the story. I want like the pleasure of play. Yeah. But play play Bloodborne or something. Play a combat based game. Play an all combat game. But I have played. Well, then what? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> the cover of the game has a dude with a sword. I think I think it's still fun. And I think that eventually when you get all those abilities that you talked about, like it's like. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'll be curious to see your assessment of this when you play it on the nightmare difficulty level that you crave. Um, but there are parts where you kind of just feel like it's it's like the uh, the Rocksteady Batman games where you have so many abilities that you can kind of just chain together that you kind of feel just like so, so powerful. Like you can be in a crowd of dudes and just completely clean house. And I like that feeling. I like that power fantasy. Great. And, yeah. you know, the, uh, sometimes a samurai has to pick and choose when to use the blade and when not to use the blade. That's you true. So, Very true. Uh, from what I, the limited, I've probably played as much as you at this point. I've had it for longer. Um, I There was a part in the game where I killed someone. I stabbed them in the back because it gave me the option to, you can assassinate people, not unlike mm-hmm. uh, Assassin's Creed. And then I got a, like a, a flashback to my uncle being like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, wait a minute. You let me, the game let me. And then I got in trouble. I was so um, upset. <laughs> I, I do. It is jarring when that happens. Like, it, like you get punished for doing something that you have to do for progression. But yeah. I will say as the game moves on, like the story, like kind of works. Like, is like, oh, I, I get why it's making me do this. I get why it's yeah. making me use these tactics that are, you know, dishonorable and scolding me for it. Because that's ultimately the whole arc of the, the, the story, which I know Heather could not give less of a shit about. <laughs> I, I just run up to a crowd of guys. I do the thing where you call them out uh-huh. and they're I love like, that. that's you so fucking fun. scream at them. And then they're like, okay. And then they f- try and like fake you out. And you're like, no, this isn't good. I'm a samurai. Yeah. And then you s- cut them. And the other guys in the background go, oh, God. <laughs> love it. It's so great. It's so great. I love the move to be like, hey, you fuckers, which one of you wants to die right now? And then yeah. like- <laughs> I also like it when that randomly targets the leader of the fort. Yeah. So like you come up on the fort and there's like six guys and I don't know how to aim, aim my call out. But you'll 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 call out. And once in a while, it'll be the main dude in the fancy armor and you'll skip whatever the boss fight was going to be with that guy by just cutting him in half in front of his troops. It's great. That part's great. Yeah, it's, and and I think those infiltrations, you know, some of those later camps I think are too big. I I platinum the original uh, game on on PS4. I didn't, I haven't played the director's cut yet. I'm not sure if I'll get a chance to, although I am intrigued by it. It just is so aesthetically pleasing. But I, I do feel like infiltrating those camps uh, is is like super fun, and I know I know you haven't gotten to the stealthier parts yet. 
Uh, but like I like I, and I also you hate stealth. So why am I bringing this up? But like I like <laughs> stealthing my way. I like stealthing my way through those as for as long as I could. Uh, and then eventually until eventually hell breaks loose. It, it, I, I don't know. I, I thought the game was uh, the game was really, really well done and really, really well, really, really satisfying all the way through. I'll, I'll be I'm actually excited to hear how you feel as you unlock more of it. Me, me, too. I'm excited about that. Also, do you know if sticky and- bombs have splash damage? I haven't used one yet, but I have mm. it unlocked. Like if I throw a um, sticky bomb on a dude in in front of his friends, will it hurt his friends too, or just my, kill him? Uh, the way I remember it, yes, I think it. I think it does have uh, awesome. an area of effect. Can't wait. I think. Can't wait. I could be wrong. A really satisfying, like animation for them too, because they're sort of just like, oh shit, like then they can't get it off and then they <laughs> explode. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey, the speaking of what we're playing, Matt, I know you are. Immersed as you seem to constantly be in the Kingdom yes. Hearts franchise, playing Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop, just fuck, that is a mouthful. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance. Yes. For also the Nintendo 3DS. About, yes. Well, and this is the thing. I am playing it. I'm playing the, the HD remaster, which is on P- PS4, playing it on my PS5. Uh, it looks great. It plays really well. Um, and I was gonna say, yeah, we've also I've also mentioned this in the group thread, and this is Nick. This is being a good friend. You're remembering things we're talking about. So this is this mm-hmm. is this is actually this is really nice. I'm trying to be. <laughs> I'm trying to do my part, both as a host and as a friend. <laughs> uh, so just not remembering a single thing about you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to, as a kid, I thought I looked so generic that I was surprised when people recognized me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I look like every kid. Yeah. How does anyone distinguish me from any other kid? Yeah. Well, you got printed out at a kid factory. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm the the default uh, RPG creator character model. Like, <laughs> but I I am playing uh, Dream Drop Distance, and I am liking it so far. It has a couple of elements in it that have taken a a bit of getting used to. You play as both Riku and Sora sort of in different, like, I don't fucking know. Like, different... (laughs) Dimension isn't the right word, because Riku's actions have effect on Sora's actions. But I guess it's like, but they're also happening at the same time. So I don't know what the fuck to call that. And I don't think they give you a really good reason for what what it is either. Um, that doesn't sound like Kingdom Hearts. No. So no. so wait, you're like in a. Are, can you? So are you in a bubble? What's happening? What do you mean? So can like, you say anything more about this? Yeah. So it's. I mean, like you you go to your, <laughs> your the worlds like how you would. Yes. Right. Yes. So like so far I've gotten I've gone to. Um, like the fake France that takes place in, in uh, it, I don't even know if it's fake. It could be real. I just don't know. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, and I'm in the grid, which I was very happy to see is modeled after Tron Legacy and not the original Tron. Because wow. I I was one of the few people that was like, I loved Tron Legacy. I love wow. it. Wow. Uh, it is. I just give me more of that. It looks cool. I just I don't give a shit. I don't care if the story's good. S- similar to uh, Heather with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I don't I don't care about the story of Tron. It looks sick the whole time. Every single thing in that movie <laughs> looks fucking cool. It's so cool. I love it. Um, and Daft Punk did the music, top to bottom. 
I was, the music. Oh, it's the music's unbelievably good. Like, yeah. But anyway, um, so you're like you're just in the world like how you would. But then sometimes your character, whichever, if you're playing Sora or Riku, will there's like a timer that I don't know how it's timed out necessarily, but you have then a limited time to get to like a story point, and then your character will fall asleep, and then you'll get to be the other character. Wait, so like mm. he'll be like hitting somebody and then the timer will go off and you just it's like happened pass to me out? mid fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And like so there's that. And so then you're kind of, you're constantly switching like back and forth. Cause I think he wants you to progress the story together. So like you're like, okay, I've sure. got as far as I can as Sora. <laughs> now I gotta play as Riku. Okay, now I've gotten to a point where but like the story, it, there like two different things are happening typically. Um but in a in a game yeah. series noted for its insane turns and like nonsensical reveals, the idea that somebody in a meeting was like, "Okay, we want to have two protagonists in this game. How do you switch between the protagonists?" Oh, he falls asleep fighting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he just falls asleep. But you could also opt to do it yourself. You can also, mm-hmm. from a menu, drop whenever you want. Uh-huh. Uh, the other element that I think is frustrating to me but i'm also like learning to like is there's like a pokemon like element in it where there are these like spirits that you can craft with like ingredients uh and they have like different abilities and stuff and they are sort of your donald and sora um in the in this game so like they fight alongside with you and different combinations of ingredients make different spirits so you'll have one that looks like mm. a cat, one that looks like a snake or something, and they all have weird names. And I'm just like, what? And it has, I'm not joking, like five menus to navigate for this one thing. And it's just like, it's so much. And like, it doesn't need it, I think. Right. right? Just like either give Sora more powers or make the enemies not as hard or whatever. Like, I don't know. You just, I, that to me, you don't need. There's not a story reason for that, I think. Because then uh-huh. there's also like, it has the same combat system of the one that I just played, Birth by Sleep, which I loved. And um, learned to love this new combat system where you can meld attacks together and make new abilities and things like that. It has a similar one in this, but you can't meld anything. And I'm just like, how mm. do you... I, how do I make these things stronger? I'm not very far in the game. I'm sure I'll get there at some point. But I also kind of hope at where I'm at right now that the rest of the game is just in this fucking Tron Legacy world. I love it. I just <laughs> I, 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 I just love the aesthetic of, of, of it's a little darker than the original Tron, not as bright. And, then, you know, that's a point of contention for some people. But I didn't grow up with the original, so I have no allegiance to it. So I, 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 that's why I love it. But um, I, I'm having a great time with it. I... I also did start Ori and the uh, Will of the Wisps, um, which I texted you, Nick, that yes. um, so far my enjoyment of it is at least twice as much as uh, the original because it, it took things that I didn't think they could make better and made it a hundred times better. Like it just like so it's just so much more satisfying in ways I couldn't it, it's, think yeah. they could fix. It's th- it's definitely more polished and and also I think it just opens up a lot more of the traversal options mm-hmm. that that make getting around the world uh earlier. Like yeah. I think you get you get some of those and and also I think just like the 
this the the game's version of a skill tree is like a lot more robust than it yes. is in the first game. But yeah, the little map guy. Love that love that map guy. I love the about. map guy. I love the little guys that'll give you a little task. I, I love all I love yeah, that's you get the some thing side quests. I like. There's just more characters too. I was like, oh, yeah. you got the one guy, the one big guy in Ori, and then the big bird, and that's kind of it in the first one. Now you got all these fucking, you got a big frog talking guy. Like, I love all these guys. He's all these little freaks. So the big frog, uh, Qualic. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't. I like. I, I. I love the game, and it's so charming, and it, and it's so it's so beautiful and heartfelt. Um, and that also just so fun to play. But the but. We uh, we know someone, a friend of mine, who uh, uh, from the Birthday Boys, Matt Kowalik, uh-huh. who is so the opposite of a <laughs> like this this gigantic like you know like all knowing um, serene sort of presence that I just every time I came upon Kowal- uh, a Kowalik in the game world, who's always supposed to be like it's like it's like it's like yeah. a demigod. He's presented with such grandeur. Yeah, and I just pictured my friend Matt Kowalik going like. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, <it's just> like, <laughs> I got a quest help? for you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been playing a game we covered on the podcast that I just can't stop. Like I went back to and I can't stop putting hours in it. Uh, Yakuza zero. Wow. And I'm, I'm past the 50 hour mark at this point in Yakuza wow. zero. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to finish both the real estate sub quest, sub story, the whole real estate thing uh, and build my real estate empire, which is so time consuming as well as you do that as, as, uh, as one character and the other character, uh, uh, Majima, you yes. are managing the uh, burlesque, uh, uh, house of burlesque and trying to to upgrade that, which Heather, you 100%ed. I'm trying to do the, I'm doing, managing both these tasks. I, I, my, my assessment of this game, and, I, and we partly covered this on the podcast has gone from like at my, at first I'm like, this is awesome. This is so fun. This world is so richly realized. And it's just like, it's so cool and unique to play it for like, you know, a while. It was just kind of like, eh, this is kind of overstuffed. To now I am at, this is the apex of gaming as an art form. It is so, <laughs> I can't, I'm just, it's unfathomably uh, just complicated and and just, there's so much going on. There is one twist where, like, in the main story, the twist of who owns the empty lot, which is the piece of real estate that kind of anchors, you know, the the, the everything that's going on. Uh, oh. Like, like the twist of that reveal, I think, is just so fantastic. Yes. Um, and... Uh, but then also the sub stories continue to be so fucking weird that they're it's it's kind of like a, 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 just like a perfect dissection of what's absurd about gaming in terms of like like the cause and effect of all these various sub stories. Uh, I I showed you guys uh, this on our text thread. We're texting. Wow, we're texting we're on the thread. It's like it's like the podcast in, in written form, <laughs> and we're doing it for free on our own time. We we should sell access to the text thread. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a just just I mean I, I have like six examples. I don't know how many I'll get into, but I'll, I'll just just one that kind of crystallized how just again how fucking weird this game is is. 
there's a you know there's so many mini games you can go to the batting cages you can go play mahjong uh mahjong you can go play uh a, a japanese version of chess that i still don't understand um you can practice your fighting skills and you can go bowling and you can also do you know like the uh uh like you know like racing like ah, if i'm forgetting the name of the, the the type of racing it is the slot car racing mm-hmm. and uh so i'm at the bowling alley you get a quest from one of the P- the from the bowling attendant who is also like very horny for you because all the characters are horny. All the female characters are very horny for the two male protagonists because this whole thing's like a, a power fantasy. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, they like she's horny for you and she gives you a quest to bowl a turkey, uh, which is three strikes in a row. It, the bowling, it you know, like bowling is like a mini game within this larger game. So it's not like the best like feel to the bowling. But I, I, I stuck with it until I bowled a turkey. I bowled three consecutive strikes. Oh, my God. And as a reward, uh, I got a chicken. Uh, what, I got what she said was a turkey turned out to be a live chicken and that named nugget. And then that <laughs> live chicken, which she was going to cook for me. I instead hired for my real estate firm. And so now he's in he's a salaried employee of the real estate empire I have built. Oh it's, my god. And I got it as a reward for bowling a turkey. It's like it's so fucking <laughs> surreal and but 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 and this is all coexisting within this life or death, you know, uh saga that also has just like a lot of like really dark elements to it. I don't know. It's it's such a unique fucking experience to play through this thing. I'm 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 very obsessed with this particular game and probably ultimately with this franchise as I, as I dig deeper. I, I feel like if there was like a career, if there was something akin to this, it would be like if you got six or seven people together in a room, all with very different sensibilities, you know, like you got like one of the writers from the Sopranos, you got like somebody who has only designed game shows. You got, uh, you got somebody from like the animation world. Uh, you got somebody who was really into like calculators and <laughs> like and spreadsheets. And you told them all, we're going to make a TV show and I will never say no to any of you. Yes. <laughs> so like for, for if you haven't played Yakuza, it's like it's the, it's 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 joyful because Everything is done to a 10. Like everything is like gas to the floor, driving the car as fast as you can conceptually. But none of the things are like it's as incongruent as the regular world where, you know, I might see a car wreck and then I'll go around the corner and eat a croissant. Yes. Yes. It, it's uh, uh, like but uh, only you if know. you see one. Only None, if you see also, one. Also, that has never happened in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get a croissant. <laughs> the weapon retrieval is so I don't know if you either of you dug into that, but there's a there's like a front yeah. operation, there's a, you know, it's a, like a restaurant, restaurant that, right? Yeah. It's a restaurant that actually has a guy who trains you in weapons and then um uh, and then a woman who will re- like you can pay to retrieve weapons materials from around the world. So for instance, one of my interactions was I paid her 12 million yen, uh, which is a, you know, not not a not insignificant amount of money in the game to send a spy to infiltrate the New York City mafia. And the mission was a success. And he retrieved a bear skin. Like, like what? Uh, what? <laughs> what is happening in this reality? <laughs> 
It's great. I love it. And this is all, I, 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 you know, I'm not bringing it up for this reason, but uh, but uh, 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 Toshihiro Nagoshi, the creator of the, uh, the Yakuza series, is supposedly being poached by China's NetEase. So I guess he's, you know, I mean, he's he's understandably something of a rock star. And um, we'll see if that ends up happening. But that would be a huge, huge shakeup for Sega. Wow. So as I've had less and less time to actually play video games, which is a part of why we format changed was my fault. Uh, no. But also, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of yeah. I would come on Nick. like I would enter the <laughs> podcast studio, the virtual Let's podcast studio, visibly sweating and red faced from having been on Zoom for like 13 hours. Anyway, so <laughs> as my ability to game has declined, my gamification of my actual life has increased. And I got this app called Gyroscope, which is positions itself as the operating system for your body. It combines all your metrics from Apple Health and all of your wearables and everything else and uh, and presents you with sort of like a number of your body. Yeah. Like your, it takes your cortisol levels, your weight, your your body, all of it, and then tell gives you like plans for improvement. So like, oh, I want to write more. Also, I gave this fucking thing access to like every, it, it watches me do everything. Like it, mm-hmm. it can tell me, hey, you were on Twitter for 21 minutes. Then three hours later, you marked that you were depressed. Mm, These, yeah. This correlation keeps happening, except that's not, I was, that was a, I felt like I would be sound like a psychopath if I said the truth, which was that like my every time I'm on Twitter, my mood goes up. So I didn't want to say that (laughs) because I didn't. You do like combat. (laughs) (laughs) It's so anyway. um, So I got invited to a beta where you take a photo of your meal and then the meal has like an AI deconstruction of how many calories and like your vitamins and minerals and everything. So it's also giving me like running tallies of effectively my hit points. It is addictive. It is so great. And yesterday, Mary was like, I was like, oh God, I I was so hot after this. I went on a long walk uh, trying to clear my head. And she was like, oh, I... What, how? When did you get back? And I was like, 79 minutes after I left. So that was 1.03. And she's like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you can't, you cannot become that person. You yeah. have to pull back. But it's yes. great. It's super addictive. And this wasn't an endorsement. This isn't an ad. This is just me liking a thing. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd call it the opposite of an ad from the way you just described it. I, I definitely... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called gyroscope yeah it's called gyroscope and it's really it's, okay it's every it's it looks like it looks like a, a a hud for it looks like metal gear solid is what it looks like it looks wow. like you've got like sort of a breakdown there's like a standing human body with all of these metrics around it that are constantly changing yeah and then you can click on like your mind and it'll be like here are options for your mind great wow that sounds cool actually you would love it nick come on you would love it it. i might you actually content i'll try it you might actually then feel a kinship with the standing model because you're gonna think it looks just like you (laughs) here i want to i want to i'm just gonna just gonna show you guys for one sec so this is the the ui is my my standing human body and then you scroll through 
all of your metrics for the day. So it's like, uh, this was an analysis of my sleep last night. This is uh, all of the places I have been and and how long I was in each of those locations and whether or not they were productive or fun Mm -hmm. or workouts. Uh, It's it's awesome. That's all. Wow. How are you tracking that sleep? How how am I tracking my sleep? Yeah. I bought a ring. Uh Okay. That uh, that stays in your hand. Wow. And does your sleep metrics and also your body temperature, which Got it. is a great metric because when you are about to get sick, your body temperature raises like three days in advance. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So it's all, I, guys, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna, You're gonna figure hack out mortality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when you fall asleep wearing that ring, uh, does someone else wearing that ring um, wake up, like, and have your consciousness? <laughs> uh, do, they, do they drop into then it's their story? Uh, not unlike uh, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. I don't know, but I do think. Nah, never mind. That's not that bit won't work. We can just uh, what? Cut it. <laughs> what? I was going to try and do a bit about like basically Mr. Roboting myself and like, you know, I go to sleep, but like I mm-hmm. wake up in the morning and there's like ground beef all over my house and I clearly <laughs> something else is happening. No, I wish you did it. I guess I did. I kind of I explained what I was going to do. Kind of yeah. sounds like my house. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought this week. Because we're, you know, we're three uh, adults with limited time who love playing video games and have a little bit of disposable income. So as such, we've accumulated collectively and individually a substantial backlog of games we want to play, but maybe never will. So I thought we'd go through our respective backlogs in a segment I'm calling the backlog. Wow. What would the sound for that be? Like, like you're trying yeah, to unclog a toilet? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like a, sh- like a shitter situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the drop for that segment. Oh, God. <laughs> it's in my ears. Yep. All right. What is it? Uh, should, I, should I start? Yeah, should Nick, I just talk why through? don't you start? Okay. All right, I'm going to talk through some of what I got. For for this exercise, I've just got my Steam library open. And I think like a lot of people who use this service, I've accumulated more games than I can ever play because of Steam sales and giveaways and what have you. So I thought I'd just go through what I have in my library that I have yet to play and make a determination on whether or not I will actually play this. I'll start with what I have installed, what's ready to play. Uh, you know, I got I get games that we've covered on the show. I've got games that I play regularly, and I've also got Outer Wilds, mm. a game that is revered. And a friend of mine, development friend of mine, said he played it and it became one of his favorite games. I am going to say I think I will play Outer Wilds someday, and I'm going to leave it installed. And I think I am going to actually carve out some time to play it because I I am super interested in this game and I think it will appeal to me. So I'm going to say Outer Outer Wilds. I'm saying I'm going to play it. Great. It's it's coming out of my back. It's it's it will be unclogged. 
Scrolling down to the ones that I don't have installed. Candleman, The Complete Journey. I don't remember when I bought this. <laughs> Alcohol may have been involved. Um, I do know this is this is a really well-regarded uh, sort of indie platformer. It has a really nice aesthetic. But if I'm being honest, I don't think I'm ever going to play Candleman, The Complete Journey. I think that one's staying in the log. Candleman sounds like you. It sounds like you, <laughs> like if I was going to describe Nick Weigert to it, he's like a candle man. Would be, wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean that in nice term. Candles are harmless. Yeah. You say candle man in a mirror three times and I appear. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like more afraid than they would have been yeah. if it was Candyman. <laughs> are you going to kill me? Nope. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I have Cozy Grove, which I bought pretty recently. Uh, this is like a, this is, it's kind of like a Stardew Valley, uh, Animal Crossing, you know, one of those sorts of games. Um, and, uh, but it's got like kind of a more, a, a spookier aesthetic. It it looks cute as shit. And I do want to play it. I bought it partly because I wanted to support the developer because it looked like a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out this year. I think I am going to play Cozy Grove someday. Not yet, but I think I am ultimately going to play that. Scrolling down to the next one I got. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I did play Endless Legend some. Um, a lot of these are ones I play. Okay, here we go. Firewatch. I am going to play Firewatch. I bought this one was when this was on a Steam sale. Maybe, maybe we'll cover it on the show someday. Yeah. Not that I need that excuse to play it, but I'm going to play this regardless because I've heard this is a really good walking simulator uh, and it's not super long. And honestly, a game that has a a linear narrative or, or just like a clear narrative pl- and also doesn't take up a bunch of time is I'm in. Like, that's that's the sort of thing I want to play. In fact, I might play that as palate cleanser after I finally polish off Yakuza. Uh, just below that, Frostpunk. I, I bought that also on a Steam sale. Frostpunk 2 is on the horizon. I'm kind of excited to play this. And I know I love this game, but fuck. God damn it. Right. Am I going to put 30 hours into a new strategy game? I don't know. I just don't know if I am. What is this I feel segment? Like I might never play is this. Is this just Nick like talking about stuff? Like is that? <laughs> yeah. No, we're yeah. all going to say what's in our backlog. No, I mean yeah. I know I know I understand the concept of the segment, but like it just sounds like Nick is like looking at a catalog. Yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. I'm going through my Steam <laughs> library and saying if I'm going to play something or never play it and trying to be honest with myself and uh got I've got about an hour left. <laughs> All right, look. I'll hit a couple more of these. Ken Follett's <laughs> the P- the Pillars of the Earth also bought this on Steam sale. This is like an adventure game that's based off of a, a famous work of literature that supposedly is so fucking good, even though it's kind of on the longer side for this type of game. Fuck, I really want to play this. I feel like I'm never going to play it, but I really do want to play this. I'm going to be optimistic and say I'm going to play this. Wow. Are any of th- did you say no to any of these yet? Yes, I did. I think I'm never going to play Candleman, if I'm being okay. honest with myself. And also, I'm never going to play this next one, Slime Rancher, uh, which I bought on a deep discount. It looks super fun, and it's the kind of ga- it's it's a kind of game I like. It's a kind of t- you know, uh, I, I think it would be really charming and fun. But I just I don't think re- realistically I'm ever going to get to it. I you know I know you just said that you're probably not going to play Candleman. I uh-huh. did just look it up, and he looks kind of cool. I mean, maybe, okay, I'll play Candleman (laughs) and Slime Rancher. (laughs) The last game I have here, Yakuza 3 Remastered, which I actually got. Apparently, this is the worst entry in the series, according to fans, 
but I got this for free as a as part of a humble bundle. Humble bundle. <laughs> I got that humble bundle. It was like at the I'm a humble bundle monthly subscriber, and they have a uh, like you get like a free game or or a free bundle of games each month. This was in one of them that was in there. I think if I get really into the Yakuza franchise, I might play this, but it, it's last on my list among the Yakuza games because it supposedly is just like the least fun of any of these. I feel like there's, you know, there's six or seven more I want to tackle before this. That's my backlog. Heather, how about you? What games do you have in your possession but unplayed? Ratchet and Clank, not going to play it. Played it a bunch. Then I was like, oh, it's time for something else. Never going to go back. <laughs> mm. uh, Secret of Mana remake for PS4. Played it, hated the remixed music, and then I was like, well, if I'm just going to listen to the original music, I might as well play the original game, which I'm mm. also not going to do, so <laughs> never going to play it. <laughs> Super Robot Wars for the Switch, loved it, so much fun, robots flying at each other, using signature moves from the different series, no fucking way, never going to play, <laughs> like it's just not going to happen, I gotta be honest. Uh, well, I got Summer Lesson, that VR game that looks like I'm just talking to somebody on the porch. I oh, yeah, will I play that. that when the PS5 headset comes out, when the new VR comes out, because I'm right. going to need some experience. And once the the barrier for entry for that is is that I run my PS5 through a um, synchronizing bridge for my lights so that like my lights change color in my yeah. in my room while I'm playing video games and the output for the p for the for the PSVR screws up that 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 bridge so in order to use PSVR I have to unplug everything from so like mm. it's just not going to happen yeah so until then not going to play that uh let's see skies of arcadia Got it for the Dreamcast. So excited to play it. It's one of the greatest RPGs of all time. It's never going to fucking happen. I'm never going to play that game. <laughs> it's really good, too. I played yeah, it it's, back in the day. It's, it's astounding. Yeah. I have, I have the fucking, I have the, I have the typewriter keyboard for, for typing of the dead, which I'm like, oh my God, on, on, on Dreamcast, going to sit down with my girlfriend to play typing of the dead two player. That won't ever happen. Like we're never, <laughs> we're never going to find that moment. <laughs> Uh, I got the, oh, shit, I got the, hold, look at this. Heather is standing up. She's walked away from the microphone. Maybe from the podcast for good. We'll find out. <laughs> I Never got this, finishing the show. I got the Astro City Mini, you know? Wow. Fucking nice 60 games. Nice little piece of hardware you're holding up. On this thing, plugs into your television or you can play it on the, th I'm never going to turn that on again. <laughs> 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 like, I just... <laughs> When, when am I ever going to play a video game? I have, yeah. I, I'm halfway through Fantasian. Ne I will never turn it on. Like, there's just no time. Yeah. There's no time. I'm, I am stress racing through Ghost of Tsushima so that I can get through it before the director's cut of Death Stranding comes out in 24 days. Yeah. As Fuck, of recording. I didn't even think about that. 24 How fucking days. How soon that's coming out. That's Which, so soon. We've heard that you can skip right to the extra content if you've yeah. already played the game. And that's a lifesaver because if you couldn't, I would never play the director's cut of Death Stranding <laughs> despite loving it. <laughs> I kind of want to play I mean, from like, the beginning again, though. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm looking around. I d I've got that Xbox now. 
I spend right. all of my disposable income on video games. There's nothing else I get except for maybe comic books, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I have this games pass, and I downloaded River River City Girls, played that for 20 minutes, absolutely fucking loved it. I'll never turn it on again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Flight Simulator, I crashed in everywhere I live. Never going to yeah. play that. Not that that has goals, but I mean, like, it would, it would be cool to fly through the pyramids. I'm not I going heard- to. I heard they're adding some interesting stuff to it and like some top gun stuff, like racing stuff. When, when you mentioned when you mentioned Game Pass, that becomes a whole nother can of worms where I'm just like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Psychonauts 2 is on Game Pass. I want to play Psychonauts 2. I will that yeah. ever happen. I don't know. I would I would have to like bump things off the list. It's, it becomes it just becomes impossible. Well, yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm calculating that, too, because like to me, Game Pass Game Pass to me doesn't count toward my backlog, but it count. It's a windfall. Like if I finish a game right. on, on Game Pass, that was like extra game. Like I didn't need to do that. That was I didn't even I didn't even buy that. Like you know what I mean? Yes. Like to me, that's just like oh, I just I just did that. That was like for fun. But did you have more games in your backlog, Heather? Yes. I mean, yeah, a million probably. Right. Yeah. So the uh, the play date when that comes out. Oh, yeah. That comes with like twelve new games every week or some shit. Yeah, I'm going to play like one of those and then like feel guilt about putting the system down. Yeah, right. I like then, forgot that I ordered that until you just said it. And I made a big deal about it like two weeks ago. The fucking analog pocket that finally mm-hmm. comes out next month. For those of us who got that pre-order in that analog pocket will play all of my old Game Boy games. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down with my fucking copy of. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and actually beat it. I'm going to do it. I've got two 200 hours into that game. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play that game ever again. It's perpetually unfinished. Yeah. I'm going to die in these games. I'll never know. Yeah. Matt Apodaca, how about you? I mean, my whole life is a backlog. Like, there's like, I, I, I mm. think I have enough games to get to... Be in that Twilight Zone episode where he's like, oh, I can read all these books ever. Yeah. But my glasses don't break, and I do try to play the games, but I'm miserable because I'm like, ah, I wish I could just do something else. Like, <laughs> I, mm. I, can't, I can't get to all these. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm never going to play The Witcher 3. I'm never going to. There's no. just no way that I think I'll ever finish that. Uh, if I'm never. being honest with myself, Demon Souls... I like it. I think it's a really, really great game. So good. There's just not a world. I could live a million lifetimes and never beat that game. I think there's just no way I'll ever do it. There, uh, Valhalla. Nothing nothing feels more like you actually did something in your real life than beating Demon Souls. Just as a heads up, like yeah, like if you if you book a gig, like if you if you compare that to beating Demon Souls, they kind of feel the same. Like the same amount of dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just never feel good. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, Valhalla, I'm a slightly, I'm slightly more optimistic about because I have put some time into that game already. It's just a matter of when I'll ever go back into it. You're never going to. Come on, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, okay, am I ever going to do uh, between these two, Valhalla and Final Fantasy fourteen? They're like, I, I think I'm more likely to do Valhalla over Final Fantasy fourteen. I feel like Nick has been in the chat talking about Final Fantasy 14 to us for months now. 
that's true. I feel like a year. I keep I keep thinking because I've just you know I I've never really been deep into an MMO outside of World of Warcraft, and yeah. that was like a thing where I was just like I have to stop playing this because I can tell what this is going to do to my life. But Final Fantasy fourteen. You know, it's 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 very much in the zeitgeist again, and everyone says that not only is it like a, 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 a like the like a like a good MMO, but also like has a really good story, and and I really like all the music I've heard from it, and like yeah. I just love the Final Fantasy, uh, you know, universe. Like I kind of ah, I fucking do kind of want to play it. Uh, I mean, I would I would love to as Ugh. well. I mean, we had a great time on the Diablo two beta. I wouldn't mind squatting up and getting into some Final Fantasy. Um, uh. Avengers, maybe I enjoyed. So I've been on the first. Wait, state. you bought the Avengers game? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I bought the Avengers game because I just it's supposed didn't, to suck shit. I didn't know. Everyone but says it's awful. Everyone, but it's it's good now. Everyone's okay. saying it's it's good. They patch it up. That they patched it up and that it's good now. It has the same problems that like any sort of like loot games have, you know. Like, but it's they it that they've cracked down on like the. I don't know, just the the gameplay of it all, and they and they just had the Black Panther expansion. They said that is actually like one of the best parts of the whole game. That's, okay, it's really quite good. Um, I probably, but I don't know. There's just so much of it. There's so many games. Uh, Sackboy, I will, I will continue because I love Sackboy. It's a fun game to just kind of pick up. Um, and that's just PlayStation. Like, there's plenty. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I can't believe I finished Cyberpunk. I have so many of these great games in my backlog, and for this show, I finished Cyberpunk. All three of us finished Cyberpunk. Yeah, Heather Platinum. Heather, hundred percent of it. Yeah, I stand by it. It was great. I, I kind of liked it. I liked it. I'm too. overall kind of liked it. But compared to some of these other things, I'm sure I would like. Like, I mean, I'll probably never get to Horizon Zero Dawn. I'll probably never get to um, finish. Fi- like, finish. Um, Jedi Fallen Order. I probably just won't do it. Um, I'm chipping away at sometimes if I play Switch in bed, the only thing that mm-hmm. I'll allow myself to play is um, Dragon Quest XI. Um, and so I've been mm. chipping away oh, yeah. at Dragon Quest XI for like a year and a half. Uh, and I think I'm getting closer to the end of it. I, and I really do. I really like it. I, I will finish that. That's um, a good bedtime game. It's it's so fucking good. Easy to put down too. You're just sort of yep. like, okay, I did a couple things. I feel satisfied. I'm yep. good. I'm just gonna yep. put this down. Um, I am also playing um, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, so I could play my um, fourth uh, Zelda game ever. I think. Wow. Uh, and wow. I gotta say, I like I like it a lot. Wow. I, it's really, really fun. Uh, I even messed around with the motion controls because I usually only play on my Switch Lite. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I messed around with the motion controls on the on the Switch Heavy, and I kind of like slashing that sword. That's pretty. I, wow, it's pr- pretty fun. I, I like that. Um, I'll probably never finish Stardew. Like, there's just I actually I'm actually really proud of myself. I'm looking at like just my home screen on the Switch, and I did clear a lot of my Switch backlog. This. Uh, you know, pandemic time. Good for you. I went through and I was like a wrecked house on my Switch. Um, but I haven't finished Yoshi's, uh, not Yoshi's Island, uh, Luigi's Mansion. But I'll probably maybe pick that up again for October. But if it gets too scary, I'll put, probably put it down. But that's, I mean, there's, I could, I could go on and on. There's so many. Uncharted. I've never played we, the Uncharted's really. 
Uh, I, I, I played one and then I played, I replayed that and played two and three for the first time as I've talked about the podcast yeah. last year during the pandemic and, and thought they were dynamite. I really liked them. I might, I, I actually need to play, you know what? Also on my backlog is four. I need to play four. Yeah. Right now, if it's like short, like to me, short is like 10 hours because you can kind of just kind of pick that up for a couple minutes here and there. Sure. Uh, God, what a fucking hobby this is. I know. A short game takes 10 hours of your life. There yes. are games that are like, you know, three, three to four hours that are, but those are, those are anomalous. Yeah. But I, like I flew through Ori and the, in the blind forest. That's like about a 10 hour game. If you're not interested yes. in uh, like a hundred percenting it, uh, which uh, just by and large, I'm not, I have no interest in hundred percenting any game. I, I, I don't need to, I don't have to do that for, uh, for me. This whole segment is an indictment of consumerism. Yes. Like it's just it's just spending money spending money does not make you happy. No. And also like you should like it's it, it sucks to it like work to to get to accumulate enough capital to like have to be able to afford things you like. You have to work, which means sacrificing those hours that you could spend on your hobby. It's just like a fucking it's a it's a it's an awful cycle. And also uh fucking, you know, it it's it's uh it makes me feel guilty to have any sort of disposable income. Yeah. Like why what what do I do why do I have any fucking money to spend my, on myself? My book backlog is worse because I don't read any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but books look nice on shelves. That's when you got true. something in just like your Steam library, it's like, what? A, this is just taking up space in my brain. Yeah, come look at my computer. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that was the backlog. If, you, if there's any particular games that we mentioned that you think we should play, uh, let us know and say like, hey, you have to play this. Hey, I understand that you're never going to get to this, but you have to play this. This game is dynamite. Uh, hashtag unclog it. Let us know. And don't be Tweet rude. at us. And don't be rude. <laughs> now it's time to take another trip down memory card lane. With our own Heather Ann Campbell. It's another edition of the segment called Heather's Hole. She insists well, on calling Heather's Hole. Well, welcome to my hole. <laughs> Today in my hole, I was digging around. <laughs> God. And today, guys, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot to prep something for Heather's Hole. I opened up my my cabinet and I grabbed all of my PlayStation Vita games. <laughs> wow. So I I had a lot this was before I decided I'm not I'm not I'm buying only hard copies for forever. But when I had the Vita I was like, "Oh wow, it's like having an iPhone. I can just put the games on here and they don't have to actually exist." So I was addicted right. to it. So my actual Vita is stuffed full of games that again I will never play. And <laughs> we, I, I don't think I've talked about the Vita on here, but it is an awesome system. Mm -hmm. It is so well made. It feels, it feels like the, the, high, the height of Sony product design. It is good in your hands. It feels solid. It feels expensive and clean and tight. It's a good fucking system that just 
came out. I mean, like, who's going to play? It's great. There's so many great games. Who's going to play a Vita? Nobody. Nobody's going to play it. The Switch exists. Mm-hmm. But here I have my games that I have in hard copy for the Vita, and I'm just going to share them with you guys. Wow. We have launch title, Uncharted, The Golden Abyss. Wow. Which was an uncharted. Unch- a full Uncharted game that came out when the Vita came out. Uh, unfortunately, it was like a B team, I think. Or maybe it wasn't even Naughty Dog. So it doesn't feel like a like a mm. like an Uncharted game. Right. It feels like a mobile game, Uncharted game or something. Like it does it's it's a little off. Even though Nathan Drake is voiced by the right guy, there's just something missing yeah. about it. So I never finished Uncharted Golden Abyss. And I never will. Speaking did of you say, backlog. Did you say what the the games are? Are they because they're not discs, right? No, the games look like you've never seen a Vita game. No, they look like Switch games. They're little oh, tiny okay. cartridges. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. They, yeah, you know what? They did something right. Yeah, the PSP good. was the uh, was the UMD format, which was like a small disc inside of a triangle. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. But cool as hell. but but the who loudest wants to, like, thing on earth? Yeah, so loud. It's, <laughs> Next up, we have Assassin's Creed 3, Liberation. Is this the one that takes place in Paris? I no. Think I bet, uh... This is Louisiana. Oh. Mm. I may have never played this beyond, like, the first... <laughs> wow. The first few screens. Also, most of these have um, uh, sale prices on them from uh-huh. GameStop. Like, they have, like... Was forty nine ninety nine is nine ninety nine right? Um, yeah, I probably won't ever play this. It's cool that it exists. Also, look how tiny those cases are. Yeah, For those that's of what you I have was never like. held a, a PlayStation Vita case. It is the size of a kin, like a Kindle, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, a little little Kindle. Okay. Up next, the Final Fantasy X and X two remaster. Which has wow. HD graphics, uh, 200 hours of gameplay, including the international version that had never appeared in North America. I got this game because I was in New York and I had uh, I was across the street from a GameStop and I had like six hours to kill and only my Vita with me. And I was like, uh, OK, I'm going to play Final Fantasy X. But the voice acting in that game. Sucks. <laughs> now we're gonna get into games. Uh, r- real quick, I, I I forgot that came out on Vita that yeah. remaster, and also in the remaster it doesn't have an op- uh, an option for Japanese voices. Not in this one. Oh, that's a bummer. It just the international version. But no, it's not. I assume you're, I assume you're playing Ghost of Tsushima in uh, with the Japanese voice yes. acting, yeah. which I did, which I which I I really like, and they have the they actually have Japanese lip sync, I think, in the director's cut, which they didn't have in uh, the original, I believe. Um, I also played Dragon Quest Eleven with the Japanese VO, and yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, guys, we have three more hard copy games here in my whole. <laughs> <laughs> I was a huge fan of the anime Sword Art Online. So I bought Sword Art Online Lost Song for the Vita. Mm. You know, the problem with these games that are like based on an anime is that's about it. Like yeah. they ju- they're like they're like you came here because you're a fan. 
You're not, it's not like Fallen Order where the game itself is good. It's like, it's enough that you are playing as some of the dudes from the anime. Yeah. The next game is not only a mystery to me as to, I can't remember if this was a gift it, or what. This game is called Valkyrie Drive Bikuni and shows two girls that look like they're falling in love on the cover. Hell yeah. So I looked up what this was because I didn't even know what it, I was like, what is this game? Uh, on the cover of this, it also says PlayStation TV compatible. You guys remember the PlayStation hmm. TV? I think so. Oh, that this was, was yeah, the, the adapter, you could put a Vita up on the screen. Yeah, the failed Vita adapter. Yeah. So here's the description for a game that doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Wow. Valkyrie Drive is marvelous cross-media franchise consisting consisting of a planned TV anime. Don't know if that ever came out. The PS Vita title Valkyrie Drive Bikuni and a social game in quotes. The title takes place in a world where teenagers suddenly find themselves infected with a mysterious virus that temporarily turns their bodies into weapons. So I think you become friends with other girls who on the back of the box look like they are naked and then they become a sword and you can fight with them. Uh, I'll borrow that one for from you later. I Uh, bet you will. It's also (laughs) available for windows. Oh, great. My my final game guys (laughs) is walking dead season two. Wow. Which I didn't know that came out on Vita. I guess of course it did. It came out on everything, which I, I don't know that I've played season one, but yeah, it, it was great. only it was only nine ninety nine. So I probably was like, oh, I know Walking Dead. I've heard these are good. And then I got it. Uh, they're great. And I think you would hate them because they are so the gameplay is so limited. It's just it's just so much of it is is it's it's kind of like a walking simulator with some, you know, choices you can make in dialogue and some very, very light puzzles. I think it has some of the best Walking Dead storytelling of mm. the of any of the things that are Walking Dead, TV, yeah. comic, game games rock solid. It's really it's it's quite good. I was I was trying to think of there are there because you were talking about the no anime games usually don't work. Are there any good ones? Is it just I mean people, I know people like the Dragon Ball uh, Fighter Z the the Dragon Ball Z fighting game. I really liked. But I the- couldn't think of any others. There was a Naruto game developed by Ubisoft for the 360 that I really loved, which I loved in part because they had Grand Theft Auto, the hometown where Naruto is from, so you could run around the actual village. Uh-huh. Um, the Kill a Kill fighting game is okay. Uh, I don't know. There's probably a lot of them, and somebody is listening and screaming at the podcast right now. The mm-hmm. names of those games... But generally speaking, I feel like the harder core anime games are usually pretty bad. Right. Uh, at least based on existing IP. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, is that it? Are, are, are we, should we close up your hole? Yeah, let's sew my hole shut. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that was Heather's Hole, and it's time for the question block. <laughs> All right, this one's from uh, Remy Rocha on Twitter, and they write, what game did you do a leap of faith on, and it turned out to be really good? For me, it was Uncharted when the first one came out, and The Darkness. 
Uncharted coming up again. How about that? I remember yeah. uh, I I remember the darkness, the um uh, those based on a comic, right? They made a few of them. I think so. Yeah. Uh, a game that you took a gamble on and it ended up working out. This is a really, really good question. Uh, here, here's one that comes up in recent memory. Slay the Spire. Oh. I'd oh. heard Slay the Spire was good. It's a roguelike where you're 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 it's it's card-based, you're building decks. And I really liked it and I really put a lot of time into it. Um, even though I never really got good at it. I'm just like I've I fucking really, you know. Uh, with that that that's that slope of uh progression got logarithmic or whatever it is where it starts to taper off and i just like i couldn't i just i i really flatlined and 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 plateaued and didn't get any better at it but i just but that is a game i was just like i didn't really know anything about this people said this was good uh i like roguelikes i've had some fun with some deck building games in the past i'll give this a game give this a go and you know what i end up having a blast with it and honestly now i want to play it again it's coming out of the backlog. Whoa! Wow! Uh, I'd Heather, Matt, anything, any game you took a chance on that you're just like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder if this is gonna work out, and it did. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the Assassin's Creed series before Valhalla. I took a chance on that in part because I wanted to see what games looked like on my PS5. Same with Spider-Man Miles Morales. I never played mm. the original Spider-Man for PS4. Both of them were so highly regarded, and they both worked out for me. They're great games. Those are great answers. Uh, I've been thinking about revisiting uh, Miles Morales, actually, because I, I, I loved it so much. Um, but a game that I guess I took a, a chance on, two sort of different ones come to mind right now. Um, the Hitman franchise. You know, I've heard people say, mm, I had heard people say right. that they liked Hitman and that Hitman was good, but I'd never played him before. And I just went all in, went through the first one in this trilogy, finished it, immediately jumped into the second one. And by the time I was done with the second one, three was out, went straight into three. I think one of my favorite franchises ever now. I love, I love Agent 47. He's such a, he's such a bad man, this guy. <laughs> he, and that all happened this year. Yeah. That was it, you. You went from a, from a hitman... Uh, like 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 you were went from hitman curious yeah to like all in on hitman i love it i love it i i've thought recently i, I even got blood money and um the uh, this other one i can't remember what it's called and they're fucking in my backlog wow and the, the, perhaps that's where they'll stay um but I, but i also took a chance i don't know if this is like a chance this is sort of a cheat maybe this answer um because i already like the ip um, and it's uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Legacy of the Duelist, Link Evolution. And it's just a Yu-Gi-Oh! card battling game. And I was craving uh, a lot. One, I was thinking about how much fun I used to have playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Like in real life with my friends. Uh, and then I was like, I want to play. I just want to see the I just want to see the art on the cards. Like, I, I just like the like I was getting nostalgic for like the art on cards that I used to have and stuff. And this game's got all the cards and it's got new wow. ones in it, too. So and, and you are you can go through the story mode and play battles that you remembered from the anime, which I which is one that I did watch. I only watched like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon or like, like my only anime experiences, really. Um, and so I've been playing that uh, and I was like, I don't even know if this is good. And like none of the reviews that I saw were people were like nobody was like raving about it either. Uh -huh. But I was like, I'll just check this out. And I I do love it. It is very it's just like a really nicely made card battling 
game. Very, very, very fun. And it, it just looks great. Like the, the, I don't know. It look it looks like the anime. It looks exactly like how I remember it. So it's it's great. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm realizing that that uh, what what you said about Hitman is kind of the same thing that happened. The same experience I had with the Mass Effect franchise this year. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never actually played any of the Mass Effect games. I was like, I feel like I'm gonna love these, and then I played one and two and love them. Haven't gotten three. Three's in my fucking backlog because I had to play some shit for this fucking show. <laughs> So, but hopefully I'll get to the, you know what? I'm going to get to three. I really want to f- complete the trilogy. I, I, those, those games are fucking spectacular. Great question. Good question. Great question. And Hey, speaking of listeners writing in and calling into the show, we have a new feature, the listener review crew, a review crew, if you will. <laughs> okay. Crew. Re- <laughs> That's right. You. Ryu crew. Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> Heather was pointing with purpose at her camera as she was vocalizing that to emphasize the you, Uncle Sam style. Um, <laughs> we got some reviews of last week's game, 12 minutes, and we're gonna hear some of those now. Great. Yeah, this one's from this one's from Mark Bruno. Uh, and they write, accidentally stabbed myself in the throat in front of my wife trying to put the knife down on the table. This was in response to her saying, best night ever, four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Um, ugh, this, well, this one's from uh, CJ Harding. Uh, and they write, ugh, the twist was unearned and made absolutely no sense. The puzzles, even the ones that seem straightforward, were maddeningly obtuse. Why did Willem Dafoe play two separate voices? And the way you have to repeat the same dull dialogue over and over again. Ugh, the double ug in this review. Wow. Two uggs. Two uggs. Yeah, what am I, uh, a pair of feet in the year 2004? <laughs> Heather looks pain. <laughs> oh, okay. Because of the uh, boot. Um, Willem De- the, the, the Willem Dafoe, it's not like, I think the what's going on is it's not two separate characters. I think it's like the the cop is like a manifestation of the father. I think that's yeah. what's supposed to be happening. It's like a fucking weird psycho-sexual mm. torment thing. Mm. But to even that point, it sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one's from uh, from Derek Eleven, and they write, I love time loop stories, but Groundhog Day, this was not. It was enjoyable for maybe 30 to 40 minutes, insufferable for just as long, and then I watched a playthrough. Glad I gave up as the solution was beyond my patience. Very, uh... Yeah, totally fair. Yeah. Oh, man. Th- I like that phrase, beyond my patience. It's, gr- it's good, right? Mm-hmm. That's it's good. so yeah. like definitive, and you, you and you understand immediately what that means. It's like, oh, I didn't even have time to uh, be frustrated with this. Yeah, uh, Heather has a new way to describe uh, me and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my final one is from uh, Cavaccino on on Twitter, and they write: twelve minutes broken down, twenty minutes of confused frustration, ten minutes of reading a walkthrough. 30 minutes to finish the game. Five minutes losing my mind at that terrible ending twist. Nobody liked this twist. No. A bad, bad twist. Um, 
And I, so I, I thank you for writing those. And, you know, when, that's something that you can just send to us now. When, you, when yes. you, you see that we're doing a game and you've played it, let us know what you think about it and we'll read it on the show. Those are those are all awesome. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who sent those in. Those are great. You can hit us up on social media, on our Twitter and Instagram, at GetPlayedPod. You, you can send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com. And hey, if you want to leave us a voicemail review, we might play it on the Ryu crew. We'd love hmm. it. Six, 616 played. That's 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering are by the great Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And Matt, remind us what game we're going to be discussing next week. Next week, we're talking Portal. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. Because of the boot. <laughs>